Good morning. Happy National Signing Day, LL Nation. I am your guy, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. That guy right there, the original Lucky Lefty himself. This is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. And it's signing day, man. It's signing day, bro. How you feeling? Hey, every year is like better than Christmas. You get to see what's shaping the future of your program and yeah. And there's always some twist at the end. So I'm excited to see what shakes out this time. So tell me about signing day for you, man. Let's go back and uh, talk about what it's like the morning you woke up. And um, you pretty much knew it was Notre Dame when you woke up, right? Days before that? Mine was very anticlimactic. I already had committed verbally to Notre Dame. And then I had went in as an early enrollee. So... After my first semester of my senior year, I was out and up at school. So I was at school when early signing day was happening. I mean, when, well, now it's called early signing day when that was happening. Yeah. So I was like excited to see more of the guys that we had signed. And I was already taking classes. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to LL Nation getting up early with us. Now, check this out. We got you covered all day long, right? That's right. We're going to give you early coverage. Right now, Notre Dame has 17 people signed, 17 guys signed. Four more will be signing when it hits 7 a.m. in their time zone. That's the Western time zone. As of right now, 17 of the committed players have signed with Notre Dame. We'll get to that. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Notre Dame Media. Man. Oh man, that video the they have like they put together for these kids. We have we have we have some examples for you. You can yeah. go watch it on uh, Notre Dame's uh social media on Instagram and Twitter. But I picked out like five of the good ones and we'll see what you think which one is the best. You know, I am already leaning to somebody that I think is the best. But yeah. I will say this there's no way they could have pulled off this if Brian Kelly was the one at the end of the video. It, yeah, it, no it's way. totally different no with way. Marcus Freeman. No way. Marcus Freeman. It, it, it's it. totally different with Marcus Freeman. I'm telling you, he was giving Oscar performances with those speeches and he got on that commercial looking real, real Nike-like. It was a real Nike-like commercial. Very, very well put together, whoever did that. I'm talking about ND alums, former players, actors, WWE stars. Yeah. Anybody you could think of was involved with this production that ND Media put together, and it is actually, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yo, we'll talk about some of the things. We'll talk about a few of the commitments, sort of decisions. Uh, Morion Walker, his decision coming up, I think, in about an hour, about two hours from now. And then, um, you know, the other kid, we, I told you, you know, he's trying to use, Bro, he could have just committed to the Gators like a week ago. A like, week ago, yeah. Stop using Notre Dame. Stop using the brand to pump up <laughs> your little commitment. But, you know, Devin Moore, he's a Gator. Let him go. No hating. It's all good. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do anyway. That's so. what you want to do. And we're right here talking about it. What When we're done, go ahead and switch over to Irish Breakdown. They're going to have two shows today, noon Eastern. 6 p.m. Eastern. The first show, strictly to break down the commits. Second show, question and answers from you guys. 
about the recruiting, what's happening, and what could happen in the late recruiting on uh, signing day in February. And you just might see Lucky Lefty joining in. Just might. Just might. So stay tuned, man. The partners that are Irish Breakdown, Lucky Lefty Podcast, we got you covered all day. Go to Irish Breakdown. You can tag in on the message board with live updates all day all day all day long go tag into the message board on iris breakdown brian driscoll mr dario they do a fantastic job all hey, right talking about up to date they stay up to date they do i see your comments i'm going to put out the question of the day the question of the day we saw history made in madison square garden last night in my opinion a record that would never ever be broken never Man, you don't think it'll be broken? He has five more years at least. At least. Nobody's yeah. ever touching that record. Ever. Yeah. I ever. mean, he, he made it he made it so easy with room to spare so much that you know that's just something that I don't know what kind of shooting drills you do growing up, but he had invented something new because at all the guys he's been shooting, the way he does it is just man, kudos to him. My question to you and to LL Nation, is there anyone in 22 Rising that can break a Notre Dame record? That's, think about that. Can it be Steve Angeli with touchdowns? Can he break Ian Book's wins? It just, I don't know. If, I don't know. for a season. Touchdowns in the season. Jadarian Price, can he get the most touchdowns in a season for a running back? Jalen Price is nice. I do like Jadarian Price. I do okay. like it. Uh, it's possible. I think every the evolution of the game, and you know, I was able to get in the records a little bit. So I hope it happens because that's a sign that we are winning a lot of games. And if anything, in position to get close to a championship, yeah. then we got award type winners. I'm really waiting on that Heisman guy to roll through Notre Dame. I think it'll be a lot of good publicity under Marcus Freeman, as well as bringing something that we haven't seen outside of the national championship in a long time. That's the Heisman winning. Fact. So let's go look through the list of 17 signees with Notre Dame. Aiden Gabara or Gabara. He's number one. Steve Angeli came right after him. Donovan Heinish. Next, Joshua Burnham. Nolan Ziegler. Jalen Sneed. Bryce McPherson. Emil Wagner, Ashton Craig, Joey Tanona, Ty Chan, Holden Stays, Jaden Bellamy, Billy Schroff, Jadarian Price, Eli Raritan, Tyson Ford. Those are your 17 signees right now, and we are waiting for four more signees to go ahead and take that next step. That's and right. With Notre Dame once it's 7 a.m., Jump off in that cliff. That's right. But jump into that Marcus Freeman love, man. I'm telling you. Yo, can you can I can I have uh one moment Go ahead. before we dig deep into the signees? I want to say something, Lucky Lefty. LL Nation. It finally hit me last night. And this might this is the last, this is my last parting shot to what once was. I was watching a video about a month ago of a Morion Walker's father. 
on the field. And he was doing an interview. And the guy that interviewed him said, what's it been like for your son? And he said, Jim Harbaugh talks to my son every day. And I lost it. I lost it. He said, I lost it. He said, Jim Harbaugh talks to my son every day. And it was in that moment that I realized that we had a lazy head coach for the past 12 years. He flat out coasted on the brand that is Notre Dame. Look, man, any good coach that comes to Notre Dame can win games. It's Notre okay. Dame. Okay. It's Notre Dame. Don't get it twisted. It's the best brand in college football. And I just came to the realization, listening to that interview, and I'm going to get to inside the garage and what those guys had to say yesterday, because that right there just adds on to my fury this morning. He said, Jim Harbaugh talks to my son every day. Every day. Josh Gaddis talks to my son every day. And I look at what rolls downhill, because, you know, they say rolls downhill. So if you got a lazy head coach on the recruiting trail, I understand why your wide receiver coach might be lacking a little bit. I understand why other coaches on the staff might not take it as serious as it needs to be. It's a big boy game. Big boy you understand? Game. You can't coast. No. There's no coasting. So to LL Nation, I want to say the future is bright because I don't think we have a head coach that just wants to sit back and coast and collect the check anymore. I don't think we have a head coach that knows he can win 10 games as long as he gets top 10 talent. He doesn't care about having the number one class, number two class. No. Because he's not competitive enough to go ahead and get in the fight. He just he doesn't have enough call get him to call a kid every day. Hound them every day. Build a relationship to go get a difference maker every day. You had a head coach that took advantage of your family. Took advantage of your love for this university. But guess what? Change is going to come, and it's right here. It has come. And it's time to move forward. So don't be upset about losing guys like Devin Moore. Don't be upset about losing guys like C.J. Williams in the last couple of days. That's just the remnants of what was a lazy head coach that didn't really want to be a dog on the recruiting trail. And I'm thankful and glad that this is the last of it that we see today. It's over. It's over. It is absolutely done. It's, no more. it's, a, it's a new class coming in. It's all we're on to 2023. That's right. And we're going to be dog about it. And I believe Marcus Freeman is the right guy to call a kid every day. Yeah. Kid was committed to Notre Dame, and Jim Harbaugh called him every day. Every day. Wait a minute. He's a three-star. He's a three-star receiver. He's not a five-star. He's not a four-star. He's not a high four, mid four. He's a three-star. Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis called him every day. And here we're sitting up here with a dude that people have to go get off the golf course to make phone calls. I'm sorry you had to deal with that, Irish fans. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, 
We got the college football playoffs. Imagine if he actually was a dog, actually did what he was supposed to do as a head coach on the recruiting trail. You think we really got a little bit further than the college football playoffs? He'll be he'll be competing with a Dabo. He'll be mm. having rings like a Dabo. That's just my last rant. I told my thank you, bro. I told you offline. I got to get this off. That's right. I got to get That's this right. off. Well deserved. Well, really good. Well put together monologue. Then, then, bro, I give a listen to Inside the Garage. You know, Cam Hart, KJ Connor, Kyle Hamilton. This is actually his last show on campus. Mm. Kyle said, what has practice been like? Cam Hart said, it's actually been good to actually do something. (laughs) And actually feel like we've accomplished something. My antennas went up again. My fury went up again. Yeah. I said, what? (laughs) He said, yeah, we're not standing around like we used to. Like every part of practice now we're running. We actually sweat. It used to take us like six sessions before we broke a sweat. Now we're starting out one-on-ones. We're sweating right off the bat. Now I feel like we won't come out flat in certain games. These are the players saying this. So you wonder why Notre Dame has always come out flat in big games. It's the head coach. Yeah. It's the top and their approach. And they're saying Marcus Freeman has changed everything. It's all about competition. We're not lagging around. We're sprinting from session to session. We're done with this. We're sprinting to the next thing. There is no lag. There's no standing there in shells doing nothing. These are the players. This is not me. Yeah. These are the Notre Dame players letting you know things have changed. As I told you, change is going to come. And it's here. And it's definitely it's here. here. It's definitely it's here. here. So just get on, get on this ride. That is the Marcus Freeman era. And it really, it really feels like we done put the program in the hyperdrive. We done took what we was coasting on and we done turned it up, hit another gear, another speed in the program. And, you know, I'm glad Marcus Freeman was that, that catalyst. He, he is the, the reason why the guys are encouraged. They go out there and see what Marcus Freeman is trying to put out there. And they, after the first couple of practices, I mean, we're not even close to the game yet necessarily. And they're excited about what they've done in the very beginning. They probably haven't even started working on the game plan. You know, this is just this is just getting back in shape, getting back into playing football, getting ready for this bowl game. So it's 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 real interesting for to see that these guys are really seeing a difference early. And that's the impact you want to have because like we talked about, the number one thing we gotta see is coming out not flat. Yeah. If we come out with energy that first game. That makes the difference in 12 years right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes, makes the difference. difference right there. That makes right the difference. There. And you can feel confident moving forward that we're in the right direction. So these are the – just so I can get this off. Five points from the inside garage that I jotted down in my notebook. Yeah. It feels like we're actually getting something out of practice. That's Cam Hart. Starter. Starter. It feels like we're actually getting something out of practice. We don't stand around as much. Number two, the younger players are getting just as many reps because of the fast pace and one-on-ones at the beginning of practice. So now they should be ready to go. This is Cam Hart. It's Cam Hart. What's been wrong? Number three, everything is about competing and sharpening each other. That did. Wait a minute. That didn't. Development? Retention? 
What? And now, practice is actually efficient and productive. Are you kidding me? See, okay, but the thing is, you know, those practices when I was there, and it, it hadn't changed, you know, under Coach Kelly. It's just, it's a, it's a more professional type of practice. You know, you going in there, you're not looking to sweat or hit on guys all day like an NFL style. You're going to get your special teams for about four or five periods. You're going to get you a bunch of walkthroughs and individuals. So it's a, it's a very – And you uh, broke a sweat when? When did you break a sweat? You didn't break a sweat. That's okay. the thing. And, and But the thing is also is that you're not you, – it's, it's more of a mental, uh, mental stamina you got to have. Mm. In a Brian Kelly practice, you know. So what you happens? Get, what happens when the other team in the big game hits you in the mouth to start the game? Well, you you saw the result of a lot of that. We didn't have a, a great finish to us, but mm. we did have a great mental focus that we we wasn't swayed in any game where we were overtaken by the competition necessarily. It just came yeah. down to us just having not a right amount of things at the end that we needed. But it, it definitely stems from that practice. So with guys that are younger, you know, you're 18, you know, 18 yeah. to 20-year-olds, you need that competitive testosterone periods in practice. With Coach Kelly, it was just too old manish. You know, we're going to get our team in. We're going to get our walkthrough. We're going to do our individuals, be a bunch of coaching and yelling and stuff. So this is more we're doing stuff. We're more active. And I think that's for the fit of the guys that we got. That's perfect, you know, for high energy. That's perfect. It fits the identity of the team. Before, it was hard to ever establish what our identity of a, of a Brian Kelly team was, especially yeah. offensively. I think from the first few practices, Cam Hart is describing the, uh, the team's new identity, how the team is coming now, a high energy, competitive, physical, you know, sideline to sideline, and that just defines who Marcus Freeman is. Speed. Competition, play hard, be physical. Like we heard that in a lot of locker room talk. A lot of locker room talk. But if the action is not backing it up during the week, yeah, dude, you're all talk. All to, and the you're season's not even over yet. And these guys are talking about the difference. We still Man. in the we still in the season. after two practices. <laughs> after two. two. <laughs> They're sitting in the garage saying like we're actually sore. Yeah, like yo. We yeah, actually in the season, it feel like we coming out of camp. You know, right. we, we working hard, you know. This is crazy. And last, last but not least, the last note that I got, Cal Hamilton. Man, he talked about how difficult it was for him to get in front of his guys and say, man, I, I'm, I'm gone. It's and, a respect uh, thing, man. It's a respect thing, you know. Yeah. He and, said, uh, it was. he just said it was the toughest thing he had, ever had to do in his life. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, he it's said not to tough. I'm just saying. It can't That's be. what he said. It's like, look, man, I know y'all happy for me. I'm happy too. I gotta go, I gotta go get this money, man. Anybody that you see out here, you see all the stuff on TV, you know me, man. I gotta go do this. You Yo, know, and y'all if anything, I'm setting the example for what y'all can do too. Cam Hart watching like, yeah, Kyle, go get that, go get that little get that bag. I'm, I'm coming up, I'm, I'm coming, coming after you. you, right? I'm coming after you. I'm trying to go to the party, the draft party, you know. Lucky Lefty podcast, Sean Davis, my guy, Malik Zaire, the original Lucky Lefty himself at Overtime Malik. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. We just gave you the 17 guys that have signed 
with Notre Dame. Jadarian Price, that's he's he grabbed both our hearts. Yes. In his senior se- season. What is it that makes him, in your opinion, what makes him so special? I think he fits into the group we got. I think you think of the Logan Diggs, more of a kind of a uh, uh, a Kyron type. I think Jadarian Price just fits that uh, that pop. You know, if you think yeah. about a running back room, you want to see pop. You want to see the variation in running backs. I think Ohio State, they got a lot of similar guys, right? Mm-hmm. But their receiver room has a lot of different styles, so you can get a difference between a Theo Weiss. You can get a difference between a, a, a Jackson and Igba, you know? So when you look at the running back room for what we're bringing in, you're talking about variation, guys that can catch out of the backfield, guys that can run in between the tackles, guys that got breakaway speed. We got a little bit of everything, and Darian Price is that centerpiece because he's a guy you can build because he's big enough. What is he, like 5'11"? Yeah. He's a 5'11 back. He can, can take carries in, in between the tackles, but he can also make electric plays, maybe even better than Kyron outside of the outside of the tackles. Yeah, so, we saw a lot more speed on his senior film than his junior film. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So he's getting better. And as long as now that we have Tommy there, I don't think we're going to centralize carries on one guy. When you're looking in that running back room, you see the Logan Diggs, you see a Price, you see uh, everybody that we're getting now. You're like, damn, this is something we can build on and have different packages and units and really become uh, scary as an offense, especially helping Tyler get accustomed to the every game start. Man, that's going to be vitally important. I think another guy we fell in love with, and shout out to Papa Merriweather, man. We're going to have barbecue with him sometime during next season. Tobias Merriweather, the big-time wide receiver from the country up north. We the north, coming down to South Bend. What's so special about this kid? I mean, he's just in the same vein as a Chase Claypool. Yeah, you you get these freakish athletic Canadian guys that got such a a baby feel to the game that Mm -hmm. is such a beautiful process to watch them get better. Yeah. Literally make huge jumps. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're making incremental jumps because we've had a trainer. You know, we've been around family members that's in the league, all type of different stuff. With with a, a Merriweather, he's just like a, a raw piece of athletic clay that you can really mold. And when he starts to click and really get it, it's, it's a cool thing to watch. I remember when Chase came in. Chase was bringing that WWE wrestler rugby style of football. He was wrestling dudes on blocks and stuff. <laughs> it looked like a movie, you know. You got to tell the guy to calm down. That's not how you. you know, that's not how you do. Yeah, to teach him how to technically yeah, do it right. Yeah, yeah. He's just out there just mauling over guys, and then to see him develop and actually running crisp routes. You know, one thing is to run a bunch of go routes and just be a beast, but now to see a technician develop. It's something that we'll, we'll see with Merriweather. He's going to be an instant impact because yeah. of his physicality. It's hard to have a guy looking like that, standing on the sideline, not doing nothing. So he's going to have an impact his first year. It's just, uh, you know, Tommy's got a handful, man, a good problem to have having so many different pieces and young pieces, unproven pieces, that he gets a chance to uh, mix and match and, and put some points on the board. Yeah, it's another kid that reminds me of another great at Notre Dame in this class, and that's Mark- Tyson Ford. Tyson Ford, yeah. And, and he reminds me so much of Julian Aquara, man. Mm-hmm. Just the long arms, the speed off the edge, 
it's nice to get some of that speed rush, especially knowing that even if our guy Isaiah Foskey comes back next year, that by the time he's gone to the NFL, you'll have somebody to come in and fill that void off the edge. Yeah, we got a bunch of long rangy, long limb athletes coming in. And uh, you know, that's that that fits to a defense. It's almost like a Syracuse two three defense. You know, it's it's something that they got a lot of length. You know, the Lakers in 2020, just a big, long, lanky, you know, roster. And I think that's what's going to help, uh, especially playing these speed teams and tackling in space and flying around. Maris is coming back off of what is the ACL injury he had. Yeah, yeah. And he's a guy that flies around. So, lean. I mean, you're going to see a, a, a total speed change in the Notre Dame football team as a whole. Just yeah. something that can be uh, comparable and can feel good going against Alabama, competing against some SEC teams, and definitely being right on spot against an Ohio State team that's got a lot of speed themselves. Yeah, and, um, you know, one of the things, you need those type of guys, right? That's why when you have, you can back up Tyson Ford with a Keon Keeley in 2023. Now you see the makings of, an elite defense that can hold teams to 10, 12 points throughout a season, you know, kind of like we've seen from Clemson of what we're seeing from Georgia this year. Of course, Georgia, as I said before, they just happen to go up against elite wide receivers and elite quarterback in the SEC championship game. Basically. There's only two teams that really sport that yeah. in the entire country. So that's their kryptonite. But, you know, what Marcus Freeman is building, I told you, man, the defensive commits that he has on the defensive side of the ball in 2023 and the way things are going, looking like Christian Gray is going to come into the group and some of those big defensive ends that Mike Elson went to see last week, the four guys in the top 300, if they can just get two of those guys, especially the two guys on the inside, look out. This might be an all-time recruiting class for defense in 2023. And it just shows the strength of what Marcus Freeman brings as a first-year, new-year head coach, being able to attract the right kind of guys to the program. That's a that's an intangible talent that a coach has that you won't yeah. get from an interview process. Right. But you can see from the first two years that he's attracting the players that can be difference makers, that can be program changers, and to basically get a top recruiting class of all time basically coming in, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it says a lot, you know, considering we've had great classes in the past and what those great classes has, has produced in terms of attempts at playoffs and championships. Yeah. But solidifying the class, especially over Alabama or, or one of these SEC teams or recruitment classes, I mean, that's going to change the perspective. You know, a lot of people talk about they're not Notre Dame guys, well, I think. Once we start seeing the results, some of these guys we pull in, we'll see more guys turn into Notre Dame guys. You know, a sleeper for me, especially just watching the film, I mean, this kid does everything for his team up in Michigan. Plays quarterback, running back, linebacker. He's played on the back end. Joshua Burnham is just a pure athlete. I've seen him catch 50-50 balls in the red zone, playing like split out. I mean, this kid, I don't know – if he does indeed end up on the defensive side of the ball, the thing we talked about, line to line, I mean, sideline to sideline speed that we want to see in his defense, he's definitely a big part of that. Yeah, football, especially with him, is changing into positionless players. You know, you got 
guys like a Jeremiah Wusu who could play damn near safety and linebacker and damn near DN if you wanted to. Jalen that can play a rush Man. or middle or outside. So these guys that we're recruiting are, are the evolution of the game. I don't even think they should have a safety or outside. I think it's just athlete. And Marcus Freeman is going to be in the kitchen, you know, cooking them different ingredients, putting it together. And a guy like that, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing when you can just close your eyes and put him out there and he'll make a play. A lot of these guys that are athletes are playmakers. They attract themselves to the football. So they may not technically make the right drop or whatever the case is. But one thing's for sure, open, open field tackles are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, plays on the ball are going to be there. And even turnovers. When you get guys that are positionless, they're ball hawks. They love getting the ball. So I'm expecting more turnovers out of this defense, something that is going to put us in the top five every year. So I'm expecting great things from these guys. But getting these players that are rangy, long limb, and sideline to sideline, is the difference between what we can see from a year one and a year two change with Marcus Freeman. It seems like the approach from a defensive standpoint in this particular class was to go get guys with speed, not so much guys that are locked into like one position, like this is our middle linebacker, this is our outside linebacker. Go get versatile athletes with speed that we know can get on the field and make a difference, and then once they get here, we'll figure out where they fit best. And that goes into like Jaden Mickey, like yeah. playing quarterback. Can he play field? Hey, maybe we can put him at safety and let him roam a little bit because he's a ball hawk on this film. They've done a great job. Nolan Ziegler falls into that just like Josh Burnham. Played multiple positions in high school. Now on the defensive side of the ball, where do you put him? Do you put him at Rover? Do you put him inside? Man, they have a lot to work with, and they got some good problems coming up with these kids that are signing in 2022. Oh, yeah, man. It's super exciting to see, especially like we talked about, man. This is the, the the new version of football, man. When you get, especially in recruiting, you just want to get as many talented guys and just sort it out at the end because it's such a, a, a crazy game in recruiting. But the good thing, too, is that when you have a good system mm-hmm. and good assistant coaches, that's going to challenge the program to be able to manage all these guys. Because remember, the transfer portal is still hot and ready. Guys are jumping in like it's nothing. So a good, bad problem to have is that you have so many times the guys that you're not filtering it enough to keep up with the transfer process. Now, I do think these guys committed, especially these early signees, are guys that are buying into Marcus Freeman. They they leaning on every word, you know, so I think it's just bigger than them going to Notre Dame. I think they believe in the coach, especially these defensive players, and hopefully we get them sticking around and liking where they're at. And not yeah. so upset if they're not getting snaps. Because remember, this is only, you know, one football team and one football. So getting the amount of plays that you want. Yeah, I like that the style of practice is allowing guys to do that on a competitive level. You get to see where they rank amongst each other. But then again, in that game time, there's going to be somebody upset. You know, there's going to be somebody that's not happy. And I'm happy that since all of the commits got a second official visit, they were actually able to see what practice is going to be like. Yeah, They were able to see those first two practices, especially the ones that are coming in early in the spring semester. They can hit the ground running. Matt Bayless can start changing their bodies, getting them stronger, adding some weight, improving their speed, and they can go right into that competition and that competitive atmosphere that Marcus Freeman is establishing. Eli Raritan, Holden Stays, the tight ends, both big athletic guys can really run 
you know this is tight end you. So they're going to develop. They're going to be developed, and they're going to be really good prospects. Mitchell Evans has also been a guy that has been showing very well in practices, according to a lot of people that have been around the practices and reporting. And he got hurt, and he got suspended in the Virginia game, and then he was injured and nicked up a little bit. But they're very excited about the freshman, the true freshman, the tight end. Hopefully he can go ahead and have a breakout, you know, couple of catches in the bowl game and make an impact. But Holden Stays and Eli Raritan will add to the depth there at tight end. That's a good space to be in with the tight end room at Notre Dame. And then you got Mike Else. He adds in what most call the better Heinish. Donovan Heinish, most say he has more talent, more speed than his bigger brother, Kurt, that's getting ready to graduate. And then a lot of people say he's going to be asking for Emil Wagner to be switched like Jerry Tillery from the offensive side to the defensive side. Man, we'll see. As the long arms and the athleticism that Emil Wagner has, I wouldn't mind putting him inside if he can get up to about 290. Put him inside and let him wreck habit like Jerry Tillery. Yeah, I, I, that's one of my best, my favorite recruits, my guy, Emil Wagner from Yellowstone, Ohio. And I thought he would be a great addition with Blake Fisher holding down that offensive line just because he's 6'6", 200-and-something pounds. But I do think him switching to be more of a Jerry style of player on the defensive line is important because having a 6'6 interior D lineman can go a long way in stopping a run against good running teams. That's, like that's Alabama-like. Against Alabama, exactly. So yeah. having a guy when we had Jerry, Jerry was great for the run stop in the middle. We were just running a 3-4 at the time, so it wasn't right. as impactful. But, what I mean, you know, with what – this can be with Emil Wagner and what Elston can do with that. Elston's used to having six six guys like a Tuit, you know, six six guys like an Eshack, guys that he can put inside and out. And I think having Emil Wagner play the interior will be really, really great for us to be able to not only two gap, but to fly around and let our linebackers play the gaps a lot better. All right. So, last but not least, what's your breakdown? on the only guy being added to the quarterback room, another Jersey guy, Steve Angelic. You know, it's just hard to tell. You know, he, he we just got to see what happens when he gets up there. I mean, you know, the kid looked pretty solid, but then again, I mean, it's just harder for quarterbacks to evaluate till you get up to that level. Uh, I like his competitiveness. I think, you know, watching his highlights, he's he's going all out. He's he's making the right reads. Yeah. Uh but you know, how does it translate into the uh I think he's gonna get really, really, really good experience and practice against Marcus Freeman defenses every year. Yeah. And every day at practice. So he'll adjust to the speed faster. So when he gets an opportunity, he might he might be all right, man. I don't know. But I put him in a category of what I thought about Ian when he came in. Did I think he was going to be the winningest quarterback in Irish history? No. like, uh, Yeah. But, you know, I thought with the right amount of things falling right, considering I know if, if you half as good, you're going to win a good amount of games at Notre Dame. And hopefully that doesn't change it to Marcus Freeman. So I think he'll be all right. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your guy, Sean Davis. This is the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. This is the Lucky Lefty Podcast signing day. 
We're talking about the 17 commits that have already signed with Notre Dame early this morning. When 7 a.m. hits on the West Coast and the other time zones, the other four expected to sign will sign, making this class 21. At this point in time, no word, no rumors have come out about guys that they're going to that they want to go after that might not sign today that might sign later on in February. So they might be cool with this. I think we talked about this yesterday. There are a couple of uh, veteran wide receivers in the transfer portal that might be of interest to Notre Dame. And then Notre Dame can sit and wait. They have Malik Elsie and, 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 you know, Tate. Yeah. You know, sitting there in 2023 that are heavy leans for Notre Dame. So, yeah, they might not be in a rush. You know, they might be patient and say, look, you know, we'll wait, transfer a portal to add depth. They might bring back Lindsey. And, you know, if that, like I said, I look, I don't mind bringing Avery Davis back. It's a different atmosphere. Yeah, all the atmosphere is open competition. And getting opportunities to the younger players, I'm all for it. Add them to the roster. I just don't want them stealing reps and opportunities from Jaden Thomas and other youngsters that are coming in. Yeah, we got to treat it like we're the bachelor still. We got to, we know it's 23 girls on the show. You know what I mean? We got to, we got to take our time to get to the right one. I don't think we need to rush and marry on the first episode. You know what I mean? I think we should let it play out. Um, is we're the it girls, so it's it's it's, it's one thing to to be auditioning for things. And it's another thing to be uh, doing the one hiring. So for us, I think we're in a good spot. I know transfer portal guys are going to be interested. It's not like we got to beg for a guy to come, but also looking at the decisions of what like Avery Davis may think of Braden Lindsay's thinking. I think we just, they see what's coming in and they see how the program's moving. And I think it's an attractive thing to want to stick around for. But then again, if you graduate, man, and got a second recruitment and go anywhere and everywhere you want, it's hard to not say no to. So let's move on for 2022 a little bit. As we said, Carnell Tate, Malik Elsey, two Midwest kids that are looking to sign and commit. That might be coming up real soon for both of those guys. Keon <laughs> Keeley, Brennan Vernon, and that defense. We know Dante Moore is the jewel from an yeah. offensive standpoint that gets all of the other dominoes to fall, right? Yeah. Once you get Dante Moore, he probably will be making his decision sometime late summer, I would say. Is he the most important task outside of, we know, putting together your staff? As soon as the Fiesta Bowl, getting the dub in the Fiesta Bowl, job number one. Filling out the staff, job number two. After that, what recruit means the most? to the success of the 2023 class. It's it's 100% the quarterback. I think until you until you get a guy, maybe Steve's the guy, but I don't think enough people feel confident that we don't need another guy coming in. So uh getting a bona fide guy that we know in high school that's got all the acclaim, it's a feel good pick. You know, it's one of those decisions where it's the right thing to do. Um, it'll fill out the class better. I know it'll attract a lot of other good players to want to come, which is an important piece as well. But then you just got to think, man, other than that, he's building the defense, the dream defense that we're looking for. So for a guy that's defensive-minded, it's even more important for him to have a quarterback at that 
top notch, that elite ability. So right. he can close his eyes and just focus on managing the team and from a deep, defensive perspective. Uh, a guy has to be in a really close relationship with Tommy Reese. So even if Dante comes, how is his development with Tommy Reese going to be uh, synced well enough to have good play calls on and, and good execution on both ends? So I think the guys in that quarterback room right now have great relationships with Tommy. You know, Steve even look a little bit like Tommy. So, yeah. you know, I think it's it, – Tommy's getting guys that he likes that looks like him and plays like him probably. Uh, but Dante Moore would shake the room up a little bit and add something that – of a dynamic that we're having everywhere else in the position. I mean, we got a dynamic linebacking core, dynamic safeties, mm-hmm. uh, dynamic receivers coming in. Tyler Buckner's dynamic, but we can even add more to it with a Dante. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think on top of Dante Moore, I think the Moore kid, the Moore kid from uh, Archbishop out there in Maryland from the defensive Mm. side of the ball, I think getting him on the defensive side of the ball is really going to start the domino, you know, and add to that depth. Because we already have the back end. Peyton Bowen is looking like he's going to sign with Notre Dame. It's looking good. I'm not saying he is. But it's looking good. You have your DBs, you have your safeties, you have your linebackers, you have your rush ins. Now, if we can get some interior guys like Mike Elson is going out there on the East Coast trying to get and jumping on those big guys inside the top, I think one is like top 15, the other one is like top 50. Yeah. You get difference makers like that. Now you're putting together a well rounded class on all levels, and that bodes well for the class of 2023. So we talked about the great job the ND media has been doing for the commits when they sign with Notre Dame. Here are a few examples we want to share with you guys right now. Who should I start with? Should I start with Jalen? Yeah, start with Jalen. Let's, let's start with Jalen Sneed, linebacker out of South Carolina, the South Carolina Player of the Year. Okay, did you hear about this linebacker, Jalen Sneed? I heard he's from South Carolina. I heard he's one of the top-ranked linebackers in the country. He's number one in my book. I heard he's so good he can play anywhere. 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 I heard he's versatile and violent. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I heard he's smart, too. Wicked smart. I heard he's so smart he broke the Wonderlic test. It broke it. Well, I can't even use it no more. Had to send it in for repairs. I heard he's explosive. 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 Explosivo. They say he's a freaking nature. He's a ball hockey bomb about to go off. Boom. 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 Una bomba. He's a game changer. That's all well and good, but did we get him? 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 <coughs> Relax. We got him. See that I, that that hits different with Marcus Freeman. It hit different. We got it him. Totally different with Marcus Freeman at the end. We got him. You know, and he at the shop getting that nice fade, that Jalen Rose cut. You know, <laughs> you know Marcus Freeman in there getting right because he know he got look suited and booted when he walking in eating them ham hocks and, and pigs feet and stuff with the family. So yeah, so I have five Freeman. of them. I have five of them. I'm only gonna play three. Okay, you know that's a good one, though. Hey, bomb, bomb, bombs away, all type of shit. Explosivo. <laughs> I like Where that. Where did you get the from? Man, it was a great job. Let's try with uh, 
Let's go Nolan Ziggler. You hear about this recruit named Nolan Ziggler? They call him Zig. He's out there zigging and zagging. Zigging and zagging, baby. Zigging and zagging. Ziggity, ziggity, ziggity. I heard he was pushing a Jeep up a hill during quarantine. Actually, I heard it was a two-ton truck. I heard he leads the state in touchdown reception. So he's the best receiver in his entire state, and he's not even a receiver. But I heard he can do it all. Safety. Running back. Tight end. Quarterback. You name it. I heard he bakes a mean cherry cobbler, too. I'm telling you, he's a gamer. In the ninth grade, he wrote an essay about winning the national championship in Notre Dame. I heard he never even considered another school because he couldn't bear the thought of playing against Notre Dame. And get this, he was born on St. Patrick's Day. That's two in the class of 22 who were born on my favorite holiday. He bleeds green and was born wearing blue and gold. So did we get him? Did we get him? Please tell me we got him. Take it easy. We got it. Zigging, zagging. Well, he already has that. a big name when he jumps on campus. Yeah, they That's definitely it. helping that NIL brand. You know, Man. Brand names you going crazy. We had a comment comment that we're going to get to about the NIL and how that fits with Notre Dame based upon what other schools are doing. Notre Dame jumped out in front of everybody when they did the whole marketing thing in the hometown of kids, you know, plastering their face. We're spending that. We definitely spending more money. I think I've ever seen a spend on something. And we can come at it from a different, as a private institution, you can approach it differently. That's right. Than a state school. So, I'm not worried about Notre Dame and how they position themselves with the NIL. Uh, let's go. I want to play your guy last. I'm gonna save your guy Mill Wagner for last, right? Let's go, Aiden Gabara. Have you heard about the six foot six, two hundred and thirty five pound D lineman from Virginia? Oh, you're talking about Aiden Gobira. More like Aiden Gobibi. Now you see him, now you don't. Zoom! Push. Gone. That's fast. I heard he's a multi-sport athlete. Played lacrosse. Maybe that's where he got all that fancy footwork. What are you gonna do? Put a guard on him? You think you're gonna double team him? Put a tackle on him? No way. Think again. He splits the double team. And your boy is sacked. Sacked. Sacked again. Boom. Double team. <laughs> you better put three or four on them next time. This young man is a difference maker. Ooh, I really like this kid. We like him too. And he's Irish. Yo, you know what stood out in that video? I need What's to hit there? coach. I need to hit coach Freeman up because I need that vest. Hey, I need the, the ND vest. That was that was a fresh vest. Yo, you know the head coach get the freshest gear. Man. You can never find the exclusive gear he got. Man. He always got some exclusive. Gear, I need man. that out his closet. And what stood out from for me against in the Nolan Ziggler. This might sound a little bit petty. You might have to put me on a petty train. I don't. I don't do bowling alley pizza, bro. Yeah, nah. Like the girl yeah. sitting at the table with the bowling alley pizza. I don't. And she was faking it. She didn't even look like she liked it for real. <laughs> lucky, lucky podcast with my guy Malik Zaire. Man, thanks for joining us, guys. We've been talking about the commits in 2022, talking a little bit about 2023, and now we're in the process of showing you guys the great work Indie Media did with the presentations of the signees. For the 2022 class, uh, I said I was gonna save your boy for last, Emil Wack. You remember Big Mike McKinchy, right? First rounder, 49ers. Yeah, well, Emil Wagner is that kind of big. This is not your typical low-base rhinoceros haunches lineman. Bayer's got a great frame. 
He is tall. Long arms. He's an athlete. He's the kind of blocker that overwhelms you with his feet. Drive, 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 pancake. Splat. You done. Done. I heard he plays a little basketball, too. He's an athlete. Big time athletic family. When this guy walks in the room, you notice him. I heard he could throw a shot put 50 feet. 60. Over 60. Imagine what it'll do to a little old linebacker. Crush it like a grape. Like a grape. Fast, explosive, powerful. That's what's up. This is what we need. Trust me, we landed a good one here. I'm telling you, man, 6'7", about 270 right now. Bayless, get him in the weight room, get him up to 300. This dude is tip dunking in basketball games. It might be a fight. It might be a fight between the new uh, offensive line coach and Mike Elston when they get hey. this kid. Hey, I'm telling you, look, if he if he wants a future and he's staying there, listen, you ain't going wrong either way. You know, you ain't going wrong either way. But, yo, I mean, they might be locked in to tackle for the next three years if you really think about Alt, Fisher. He said he stands a, a master chef. He's, he's gonna, gonna find a way. Up. Oh, he's yeah. gonna find a way to cook it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna do it right. And if not, I mean, you know, Jerron Jones played under Elston, and now he's playing O tackle in the league. So it could it could work either way, you know. So right now, being that tall and lengthy, play wherever's gonna get you on the field because in the league they're gonna change you to what they want anyway. That's fact. Let's get some of these comments for you, bro. Drunk Vigo says uh, you should help Tommy coach the quarterbacks, bro. Look, I can turn a guy to a Heisman guy now if he if he just let me coach him. I mean, I coach Spencer Riley, I coach all type of Matt Corral, all those guys. So C.J. Stroud, I get you know I got ask C.J. Stroud about me. I got him right now. I got him right. So uh, I definitely will help. Definitely will help. Steve Patron says so pumped for the Freeman era. Go Irish, man! Shout out to you, Steve. Everybody's checking in. JL 1961. Does anyone know if Walker is committing live? I have not seen that he's committing live. I know ESPN is covering a lot of the commits and signings, and then CBS Sports. Check them out as well. Their feed will have a lot of, uh, especially, yes, uh, CS, uh, CBS is doing a lot of the commits from the South. Yeah. So he's from Louisiana, so more than likely he probably would be on the CBS feed at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, let's see. Yes, that's right. Keep smashing that like button. Subscribe, share, like. We appreciate you guys so much. No, man, I'm not going to put that one. This, I almost put one up, bro. I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't even do it. People are going at Brian Kelly. And I can't do it. I got everybody hyped up, man. I can't. That's right. That's right. No, that hey, that was a great monologue, man. Jay, I like Kyla Casper, 23 wide receiver as well. Yeah, he I gotta watch a little bit more of his film. I've seen kind of like a clip on social media, not so much like a collection of film on the kid. So man, we'll see. But he definitely looks like a difference maker. I love the way he goes after the ball when it's in the air. So yeah, I we need more of that. Definitely need more of that. 
Irish Hammer 54. Sean and Malik hit it perfect. We need a quarterback difference maker, number one priority. Yeah. That's that's what defines that goes without a, saying. That defines a coach's legacy almost. Look at Lincoln yeah. Riley. You don't remember no other players in the Kyle Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jay Waggers. Uh, let's see, Alan Watson. Hey, Sean, any surprises today? Yep. If Amorion Walker pulls the Notre Dame hat, that's the big surprise of the day. Hell yeah. Like 100. If Notre Dame can pull him, that means something has happened. Marcus Freeman has whispered in his ear. Or, oh, man. Because his father literally said, we're going to wake up the morning, that morning, and then we're going to pray as a family, and we're going to let the Lord lead us. That. That's what his father said. So, oh, sure. Dame fans, let's see, y'all. You all have about an hour and eight minutes to send up yeah. your prayers. Yeah, the look at you know, it. You know, kids that had Notre Dame tell them to run to the grotto. Like, yo, know, fill up the atmosphere <laughs> with positive vibes and positive prayers. Because at this point, I think it would definitely be a, a miracle if Amorion Walker ended up signing with Notre Dame. So, we got him. Which one did you like? Out of all the videos we played from from indie media, let us know which ones you like. Man, I can't lie. I liked all of them, man. Just the style in which they did it. Yeah. I mean, they pulled people from all over the place. Brady Quinn was on that thing. They was at there really, you know, making the recruits feel like they are part of something, man. And I, I don't think you're going to find that too many other places. They got Hannah Storm involved. They got Kirk Yeah, Yeah, they, they had some guys. I don't know. Oh, Joseph Barrett. A question for Malik: Is the future now for in for Notre Dame, meaning Tyler Buckner taking the reign for the Fiesta Bowl? See, he gonna have to. You know, if he want a chance to compete in the future of the Marcus Freeman era, he this is a great game for him to capitalize on. I think he's more prepared than than um, than not. I think he's confident that he can go in there and make some plays. He's seen some good things happen for him in the season, so it's not like he. It's like in a Drew Pine situation where he had one good game a long time ago. He's gotten in enough to feel comfortable. But I, as much as I want him in, I do think Jack is going to ride this thing on home and finish strong with a with a great performance in a hostile environment. Uh, I point back to that Florida State game. He, he came out hot, man. He came out and stayed hot throughout the game. So uh, I think Tyler would be in there, but – uh, I want to see Jack finish strong as 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 a nice transitional uh, period to get to to what we're moving forward to. <laughs> Search agreed nine. I like this one. I know what Marcus whispered. Dale is gone after the bowl. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That might, yo, that he, might he lean in, lean in, and be like, he, we got him out of here. That might be the text, literally at nine fifty five, like. Hey, you good. We might have to be like Quinn Ewers and say, hey, if I'm coming, you got to get rid of that coach. I'm bringing my own coach. <laughs> Let's see, Brian Hazen. I like them all and all the local hangouts. Yeah, those were all filmed at local. Yeah, that was a real South Bend commercial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Jermaine Berkeley, Nolan Ziegler's video was the best. His parents gave him a bowling ball as a baby, and he crushed it. All right. Yeah, I want to see the zigzag guy. Yeah, the zigzag was good. I like that, too. Yeah, Lee Marie, Notre Dame Media on the rise. What a great job. The whole world is talking. Facts. 
facts, and they'll keep talking. Yeah, let's. I mean, this first game is building up to be something of high expectation for a first year head coach. So, a New Year's Six Bowl for a New Year's head coach is going to be interesting. Man, it's going to be dope to see how they react. As we talked about, I just I if they don't come out flat, I might do. I might start shouting in my that's living. Saying, that's a that's a big that's like, a big. They come help. out with big plays from the jump. Playing with swag, yeah. it's like, okay, this is a different squad. John A1, okay, they need good. to develop Buckner for 2022 season. You mean 2000, yeah, 2022 season, improve Notre Dame and get a dynamic quarterback to play in a great offense. If that happens, Indy will land Dante Moore and other top skill positions. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Dante coming is going to track more top guys to come but i mean the guys we got coming in right now i mean that's saying a lot too yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so like i said we're gonna have an ample amount of talent it's how is tommy gonna be able to get these guys involved is he gonna try to play guys early to keep them i think there's so much more that you got to think about when you're getting so much talent considering that do we have a trigger man for it you know we got the trigger man to feed Lindsay. Austin, if he comes back, uh, all these guys coming in, you know, so it's a lot to think about. But, you know, that's why Tommy got the job, man. You, you're the youngest offensive coordinator, I feel like, ever. So, yeah, you got opportunity. Steve Williams, appreciate you. On to the field, I see nothing but a Notre Dame we, we're not used to seeing. Yeah, this is a – I'll tell you, it's an evolution team. You know, we talked about the transition. Maybe it's transitioning to a, a – a more versatile style of team. I think we would fit more in the category of an Ohio State from a talent perspective where we got every base covered almost. Now it just comes down to who's a quarterback every year. So then our quarterback can be in the Heisman race like a Bryce, like a C.J. Stroud, a Justin Field, a Trevor yeah. Lawrence. You know, that's the only thing we're missing from a, a top five program is that quarterback that's in that race every year. Yeah. Question. From Irish Hammer 54, we appreciate you, man. You're always tagging in with us. Sean and Malik, do you think Tommy would take the top off this offense and call more shot plays? In an interview, he said he felt, felt held back by Kelly in different ways. Feels that one of them. Look, i come to realize from the fury I had to start this show, we've all been held back, man. Like We've all been held back. fans, alumni, Brian Kelly held everybody back. Man, look, he didn't really, he didn't done, really hold people back. He just put himself in the forefront, and I oh, think that's man. something Tommy didn't like. Just because it would be things like we're calling plays, you got a rhythm going, and Coach Kelly would just override the whole thing and be like, "Call this one," <laughs> or Tommy third down like a call. Coach Kelly like, "Nah, run this one," and it'd be so off script, so out of the momentum things and. You know, so yeah, in a lot of cases, things that Tommy wants to do gets overridden yeah. by a guy that just likes to pop in here and there. So that's a little frustrating. Um, and I know he dealt with that a lot. Let's see. Antoine Postredo. I knew Seamus from the WWE was a big Irish football fan. I want to know who they got Kurt, how they got Kurt Angle to do it. Yeah, the only person they missing was a Vince Vaughn, but they got right. Kurt Angle in there. And I was like, oh man, I mean. It just shows that, you know, you got Notre Dame fans everywhere and we all over. And so you never know who you can just pull and 
and it's crazy because they love it so much they'll do stuff like this. You know what I mean? When's last time Kurt Angle uh you ever see him on no commercial doing anything, you know, you gotta talk about Northern football. So we have another question from William Wolf. Love the show. Do you guys support the idea of moving Coach Taylor, Lance Taylor, who's currently the running back coach, to wide receiver coach and bringing in Tony Alford for running back coach? I know that's something that our guys on the Irish Breakdown have been talking about um, that could happen because Tony Alford loves Notre Dame. He just couldn't get along with Brian Kelly. So he bounced for Ohio State. So, uh, I mean – Look, I would. Yeah, that's that's a relentless. Now that's a relentless recruiter. I will yeah, say that. Look, if we get Tony Alford, there is no more Nick Saban, Ohio State talk, Clemson. No more. It's none of that because we would have the Justice League of recruiters. You got Batman as Marcus Freeman, right? You got the Flash as Tony Alford. I mean, you got Tommy Reese, Superman. I mean, Elston. As the whole, I mean, you got the whole, the whole cast of characters, the whole cast of characters, because you got to think about the fact that these are super recruiters. Elston was a top recruiter in his in his time. Mm-hmm. Alfred was a top recruiter at Ohio State during Ezekiel Elliott, all those boys. And then you got the fresh face of a Marcus Freeman talking about we got him. If we got him, we getting him. You know. <laughs> And then just to have Lance Taylor be as impactful as he's been with Kyron Williams, as he's been with Chris Tyree. So, you know, his impact and all of these guys are great coaches as well. It's not too many times you get a great recruiter, great coach. These are combination great recruiters and coaches. So, man, you talk about a super team developing, that staff will be elite for, for, for years to come. Who will Aquaman be, bro? Aquaman be he stand, you know, he controls mm. the waves, you know, he controls the taking the waves, in right? The kind of off the radar. Yeah, he off the radar. He, Sonar. But he, he's getting it done. He's making it happen. He's getting the thing. Right. I like that. That's I right. like that. The Justice League of recruiting. Yeah. So yeah, William, I like it. If it goes the route that Malik is talking about, I love it. That's right. That's right. We got great guys. I mean, I wanted to go because of, I mean, Elston recruited me, and I know uh, Alfred recruited all our running backs at the time too. So, good stuff. Let's see. Antoine Porsche Rudeau says, "I like to really hear former Notre Dame players coached by Kelly and how he was as a coach." See, this is the thing. This is why I say go literally go listen to Inside the Garage, the last episode. That's about as much you're going to get from Notre Dame players because, and my co-host right here, you won't get many Notre Dame players to say anything negative. You just don't. They just don't violate the brotherhood. They just don't. And they they never really put the university in a bad situation because the brand and the brotherhood is bigger than whomever the coach is. Whether it's an assistant coach or the head coach. And I'm just telling you from my experience of working with this man and talking to him offline. Like they're not falling for the bait. They're not going. They're not going because they know it's bigger than that. So the most you're going to get is what I heard from Cam Hart on Inside the Garage. 
Yeah, it's more of a structured thing. I mean, personally, you just you learn in Notre Dame, you just can't take nothing personal because everything is just so much bigger than just a, a personal feeling that you just like, man, you know what? It's it's a business decision. <laughs> you just kind of you can't take nothing personal because it's so big of a of a thing. Like Notre Dame is such a big thing as a culture that you know, personally getting mixed up in those feelings, it just doesn't stick well because everything is moving so fast. Yeah. And, and things are happening all around you. So the best thing you can do is is take a step back and look at it from a bigger picture. It's always a better move doing that for your career, for school, yeah. because, you know, you got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> Q Kibbs, 97. Hey, Malik, what's your take on Elite 11 from a ranking standpoint? This is right up your alley, bro. You think those are more or less accurate than two two four seven? Worries that Angeli didn't make the finals at Elite Eleven. Uh yeah, Elite Eleven gives you a really good picture of what guys to look out for in that circuit. You know who's going to pop up in the college football spectrum. You know guys that you can count on when it comes to being like in that top name thing, like C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Definitely was Elite Eleven. I was there at their Elite 11, so those are guys that are at the Heisman at the end of the day, you know, so Elite 11 is is fairly accurate on defining who's going to be talked about the most in college football. Now, they are pulling the big-name recruits, like the Ohio State recruits and all that stuff, but they're going to give you the gems as well of who to look out for in the college landscape, even if they're going to a small school. You'll just forget about them because they go to a Fresno and you don't hear about them until later. So I would definitely trust the Elite 11 rankings uh, for what it's worth. You know, not everybody makes it. You know, Asante Willard, who won in my year, the year with Jared Goff and JT Baird and yeah. Christian Hackenberg, he won it, but shit, he went to USF and they never heard of him again. So it doesn't right. happen always, but nine times out of 10, a guy in that group is somebody that you want to that you think is special. Steve not making it, it worries me just because damn near everybody that that's been there so far made it. Brandon made it, Deshaun made it, uh Ian made it, <laughs> you know. So I made it. So I even camp counseled twice. So it just shows you him not making it. Maybe it means something, or maybe it's motivation for him moving forward. I told you I thought the kid was okay. I didn't yeah. know if he was Peyton Manning, but you know, with a good team around him and a Marcus Freeman defense, it may be like the Ravens and Trent Dilfer in the 2000s. Just don't mess it up. Right. Jermaine Berkeley, the Justice League of Recruiting, sign offer, make the T-shirts. All right. Oh, man. I'm Hey, merch will be – look, let me go over there and know they didn't handle that NIL, man. I'm going to get all them coaches right. Yo, this you is know, a good one. Michael Mark said, yeah, Bayless might have to be the host, bro. Yeah, Baylor's the Hulk or Thor or one of them, whatever. What do I don't even is the Hulk is just oh, no, that's, he that's, around that's us. That's Avengers. So okay, let's okay, see. That's Avengers. Maybe it could be Adam. Yeah. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the Green Lantern answer. Yeah, I think we maybe we can give him Green Lantern. Search a green Either way, you talk perfect about it. Yeah. Why was Indy not in on Indiana five-star Keontae Goodwin? If I'm not mistaken, I think Keontae Goodwin went to Michigan. That's the kid out of Maryville, right? I think he went to Michigan. I actually went to high school with his mom. That's crazy. 
Really? Wow. That's a small high school with his mom, man. I remember when he went on his <laughs> recruiting trip and I saw the photos on our Facebook page. I'm like, where you went to high school, man. Oh, you got gave birth to a five-star 300 pound. Hey, this is like five like that. Right. Strike gold when, it, when, the, when the metal's hot. That's what they yeah. say. And I have no clue because they were in the area to recruit Drake Bowen. So yeah. I have no clue why they didn't yeah. go after him. None at all. Well, I do have a clue. And uh he's over the offensive line. He decides who he goes after. Harry Heastan more than likely would have identified him and gone after him. But, you know, if you really watch his tape, upside-wise, I think he's going to be really good. But I can see Emil Wagner turning into, like they said, a Mike McGlinchey type first-round pick going to the NFL. Yeah, you get a size like that at Notre Dame, you got a good chance of it. Yeah. Omar Austin says this is the offseason where Notre Dame needs to break the cycle at wide receiver, bring Austin and or Lindsey back. Otherwise, go with young guys and keep them on the roster. I don't think you can go both ways. I think it's got to be one or the other to get the most out of it. Either keep them boys or go with the younger. And the younger's even got some talent in there that you want to see. Uh, Yep. Just breaking in, Talo Maka just signed with Notre Dame, the linebacker. Look, how many linebackers we haven't got now? Yo, that linebacker core is number one in the nation. Oh, right for now sure. we're at number seven nationally. And that's gonna be a competitive. That's, that's gonna be the most competitive damn near like the quarterback position is the linebacker. Who gonna get it? Who gonna get on the field? Man, that's that's interesting. Irish Hammer 54, Sean Lee, do you think one of the guys interested in the O-line job is Andy Heck? Andy Heck, former NFL, former Notre Dame tight end turn offensive lineman. Look. I mean, look, any experience on that level is good, but he stand is it. <laughs> they have Malik once he stand. They don't, he doesn't care if he's just sitting watching practice. He is the success key. Key to a successful Marcus Freeman era. He's the key, the key O-line coach. Hey, man. We'll get some more of your comments, man. Each and every show, we have a, a segment we close out with. And, uh, we have something special for you, so get your comments ready. Here is, uh, we're going to put somebody on the petty train today. Let's get it. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic? Day. So, I'm gonna come up this a little bit different. 
I want to go to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> because what Steph Curry has done, and to break the record that he broke in the amount of games less played, is absolutely petty. Absolutely. It's, it's just petty, man. It's on some robotic, android, alien. And see, this is the thing. This is why he's petty. Steph Curry is petty because he makes the everyday man feel like he can hoop. He's a little guy that can shoot. That's a great Every synopsis. little kid out there now wants to pull up from half court. About a battle. And you can't do it like him. That's why he's petty. That's Nobody he's petty. on the planet can shoot like no. him. No. No. And that's why he's petty. <laughs> that's why he's petty. So I'm putting... Even after setting the record, I'm putting Steph Curry on the petty train. Got to. I got, got to, you. man. This got is petty. You. Like, what you doing? What you doing, man? He's changing the game to where people are imitating it and is making the game almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, kids are jacking up. the. I mean, young babies. The influence went, the petty influence went very far with that one. Man. Oh man, this is a good one. Q Gibbs 97 or Morion Walker putting on the K State jersey with the conductor of the Petty Train. That was Mad Petty. <laughs> that was Mad Petty because it's like, oh, that's such a, a terrible move. We're not impressed by that. It's like, dude, if that's the route you want to go, go right ahead, man. Yeah, you definitely jumping off of the Notre Dame train for that. <laughs> so we got Steph Curry on the Petty Train. We got your boy, uh, I'm Morion Walker on the Ketty Petty train. Demetrius Rex, and I'm not sure I'm not watching. Amorian Walker flip, masterful troll job by the kid. Dude played the entire staff. Once again, we talked about it. Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis called a three-star every day. Every day. He Every had to. Day. He had, That's oh, how you flip a kid. That's how you flip a if kid. If you want the kid, you show him that you want him. That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's how you show love. And, you know, with Marcus Freeman and them commercials talking about we got him, I bet you Marcus Freeman making them calls. Oh, absolutely. He making them calls. Hey, he's absolutely. like, uh, hey, uh, you still good, right? We still we still committed, right? Okay, good. That's all. That's how he got on them commercials. Like, we got him. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> It's like that's the way you have to do it, man. And you had a head coach that didn't want to get into the fray. Yeah. He just felt like, man, if you don't want to come to Notre Dame, then you know we don't know what to tell you. Oh, they got Amari and committed to Michigan, man. I yeah, that's what that. that's what we're talking about now. He just flipped. Damn, but that's okay. But that's okay because you know what? At the end of the day, we had a lot of good receivers on our hands anyway, and I want to see what we do with those guys. Let's see. Will you guys be in Columbus for game one next season for a road Shoot. show? I'm about to make a call up there and get up there. That's a game you can't miss. No, you already know. Anthony Solomon said, is BK still the conductor of the petty train? No, we kicking that dude off. He on he built his own station. Yeah. He built a whole station in Louisiana where he can conduct all types of petty trains all over the place. And he's, you know, he's giving uh, 
uh, Southern Twain classes on how to talk with a Southern accent. That's, yeah, that's he, what he's doing. He, I, really, he really went to KFC to get those lessons because he ain't got no original accent down there, man. Yeah. Here you go. Do you see a Will Fuller type jump from Styles next year with Austin Lee? 100%. I want to see it. We need a guy flying down the field like that. I think you're going to see a jump in the bowl game. You're going to see some stuff play. flying around, but it, it, but Jack ain't throwing it, though. Jack Jack ain't got an arm for Styles. <laughs> and the only signing one receiver in the class that needed three or four, Firedale now. It's not over. We're not tripping. It's going to be all right. No, we're not tripping. That was the whole point of how, why I opened the show the way I did. It's, we're gone. We're off that. This is we, we had to deal with the residue of what was today, but now we're off that on to January 1st. Let's get it. Jaden Mickey is official with Notre Dame. Jaden right. Mickey just came across. Go to Irish Breakdown, tag in right there on the message board, live blog all day. Jaden Mickey is officially Irish. And don't forget, Irish Breakdown right after us coming up noon eastern and then 6 p.m eastern as well the 6 p.m eastern show will mostly be question and answers yep. from you guys ll nation ib nation you guys check it out 6 p.m eastern irish breakdown and then the breakdown from brian driscoll on all the uh, all the signings and latest news at noon eastern over on irish breakdown good show man uh, let's see. Yeah, we saw, we've seen the video of uh, Ryan Kelly dancing. Few kids, 97, David Portnoy, honestly, should always be on the petty train. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to sit down and ask Tommy why he, he gave that interview. Like, Really? Really? Barstool, that's who you talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't take good one. It might have been a Gray's issue. You know, like I said, my girl yeah, we, is we, my uh, girl we got is a community mom. college. My girl is his mom, so you know, <laughs> I stopped short. Uh, five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> We're getting ready to close in a minute, Demetrius Rex. If Freeman doesn't get rid of Dale after the bowl game, this is officially his first misstep. Just let's just chill and call it missteps. This is the man first week on the job. Good grief, let us let us let it look. He's gonna make some missteps, it's gonna happen. So yeah. he's not gonna be perfect. Am I expecting missteps? No, but are they gonna come up? Yeah, is this one of them? It just sees how it shakes out. This is not his guy particularly, so I can't give him too much slack because he didn't hire the guy. Yeah. So he does have an opportunity to do that. Then with his new hire, I'll put more pressure on him for that. And I will say this. Can I give like a uh, – we spin it different, right? That's what we do. Mm -hmm. And this is not throwing shade. This is quite possible that the staff, once Marcus Freeman took over, really took a look at a Morion Walker and said to themselves, yo, it'd be really nice if we keep him in the class. If we don't, it's all right. This is not somebody, this is not somebody we're about to sweat. Right. 
And that's you know that's saying? a very well happened too. We not if we didn't call him every day, clearly he wasn't as important as he was to Michigan. And I'm not saying that Marcus Freeman wouldn't have if he had been the head coach for the entire year, he wouldn't have taken that approach. Yeah. And been communicating with him more. But yo, he's a three-star. You we've seen three stars. Heck, Will Fuller came in as a three-star and look what he turned out to be. So I'm not saying this kid won't be successful and won't be a big-time NFL wide receiver, big-time receiver at Michigan. But what I am saying is it's possible that the staff just figured, look, man, you committed to us. We thought we had you, but we're not about to sweat you. We We know what we have on the hook in 2023, and we can go get somebody that can give us something this year instead of waiting for you to develop. So that's a lot of different ways you can look at a Morion Walker. And I know Notre Dame fans just don't like decommitments, but it is what it is. I don't think you lose somebody that's going to come in and be an instant impact player. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, that I that's, with yeah, CJ, that's, that's questionable. CJ, that's questionable. He right. could be a difference maker, but he's more of a chance of being a difference maker than a Walker is. Right. Not true. David Flores, Irish fan from Boise, Idaho. Big fan of the show. Since we missed out on Walker, let's go get Carnell Tate. Hey, it's, it's Notre Dame, it's Ohio State. It's there. It's Notre game. Dame, Ohio State. And we got the point guy that we need. Yeah. We, we got the right guy in the, in the point to go ahead and do what needs to be done. We got a nice closer. Joseph Barrett, Sean, to your point yesterday, never sensed Omarion Walker really wanted to come to Notre Dame better off without him. Jermaine Berkeley, y'all think Marcus Truman got a wide receiver in his back pocket today? Once again, just from a number standpoint, and we can't forget this. They can keep Lawrence Keyes. Like, Lawrence Keyes is still in school. Like, he intends to transfer. Lawrence Keyes is still there. And Marcus Freeman can recruit him back to the squad. Straight up. Like, like, yo, we need you back. We're going to treat you right. We're going to treat you different. Make sure you get the opportunities you feel like you deserve. And that's one guy you can go out and get. You don't even have to go to the transfer portal for anybody else. You can look right on your own campus and get one back in the fold. And Lawrence Key is a good one, too. Absolutely. For sure. He's, Absolutely. Like a Michael, he's like a Michael Young that we had at Cincinnati right now. And we lost to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so last couple of comments we get for you guys, and then we'll close out. Rich Dutcher, Kelly had huge issues developing quarterbacks. Glad to see him dancing with quarterbacks in Louisiana. Hundred million dollars changer, man. Whole perspective, man. He out there selling out to the to the to what it takes. Man, I would be dancing too. Probably would have a southern accent too if you gave me a hundred million. I wouldn't be surprised to see even a Popeyes commercial, man, in the pretty soon. He's trying to be total Louisiana. We only want guys who want to be here. Really think about that. All in ask OSU about quarterbacks last season. They're talking about Quinn Euros, who ended up at Texas with Sarkeesian. He basically went back home. Yeah. Basically. He basically went back home. But yeah, look. Once I saw the Instagram with with a Kansas State jersey on, I'm like, okay, this kid, this kid, like, let him go. Let him go. 
so man we thank you guys so much for joining us on the lucky lefty podcast um it's been a really good signing day we're up to 19 right now 19 uh signees in the 2022 class waiting for two more to come in and um yo your overall thoughts before we go bro on this class it's a good start but looking for a better finish especially uh, uh looking for that energy it takes to start off the game hot against oklahoma state Last one, Jermaine Berkeley. What do you guys think will be the biggest change in recruiting style besides what we know? I'm not hearing a lot of four for 40 talk this year. We're hearing a win now, and then the 40 going to be there regardless. You come over this way. Man, what's already understood doesn't need to be said. Like, Yunks, you know what Notre Dame is. Like I said, man, a salesman is only as good as his product. And we spent 12 years building that 4 for 40. It's a new message. It's same same message, but new revamp message. Man, you, when you walk in the door and Marcus Freeman is wearing that fresh vest with that ND, 4 for 40 is in his back pocket. He doesn't even have to pull it out. You know? And only pulling out 4 for 40 if we need it. Now right. it's like, look, we're trying to win now. This is what we got. But that 4 for 40 is that seal the deal, ink the, ink the, ink the pin drop. In the last five days, Texas put together the best O-line class in history, whereas our 50K per year for our guys. Man, y'all got to stop sweating what other people are doing. Texas ain't been good still with all that money. Yeah, Texas is trash. Texas has been getting the best offensive linemen from Texas and surrounding states for the last three years, and it's still trash. Like, I'm not sweating what Texas is doing. Texas has a ton of money. They have their own network. Texas is always pouring money into making that program look more attractive and they still lose games. So at the end of the day, that's the way I look at it. I'm not worried about Texas. They want to know when that when is that evaluation of Dante Moore coming, bro? Cutting room floor on Dante's coming soon. Stay stay with us, man. You're gonna love it. And Michael Petrosis says Petrosis. Yeah, I said it right. I think I said it right. Thanks, guys. You made my morning at work bearable. Hey, man. Thank you guys for joining us right here on the signing day. This has been the Lucky Lefty Podcast. As always, brought to you and featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWhiskey.com and get some of that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. We appreciate all of you guys. Don't forget, subscribe, share, like, hit the notification bell. So you'll know each and every time we go live or post something on the Lucky Lefty Pop YouTube page. So for my guy Malik Zaire at Overtime Malik, I'm Sean Davis. Don't forget, Irish Breakdown at noon Eastern and then back again at 6 p.m. Eastern today. Full-time coverage at irishbreakdown.com on the message board all day for breaking news. Spin it different today. Go Irish. <laughs>